Well, hello there. This is Jim, the Keys Bartender. The Keys Bartender Show, for those of you that are uninitiated, is about Keys life and bartending, though sometimes the bartending references seem to be nebulous, but the life things are all the same. And I say Keys life because I live in the Keys. And I try to take uh, whatever the stereotypical Keys life is, except for the drinking part. That's, that's just me. Okay. Well, recently on a past episode, we spoke about how every place has an atmosphere, an ambiance, or a vibe. And even in the course of a day, I wanted to talk about how when you're working as an employee, especially, and I can speak mostly as a bartender, but I'm sure it affects the other people in the back of the house, in the front of the house, the, if you work long enough in one place, especially, uh, well, the, the places I noticed are the same. Because if you're working at a fine dining restaurant, the vibe or ambience, ambience doesn't change significant, uh, significantly. You might do a brunch. Obviously, there's a brunch vibe and a dinner vibe and things like that. But if it's fine dining, fine dining kind of stays somewhat stable people are behaving slightly different though i know in fine dining there's not such a unusual thing to have people behave uh badly and not that it's all badly sometimes they're very some people are more outgoing or you know tendency to more the upper scale quotes i'm doing air quotes uh, a place is uh, haute cuisine, the behavior is more sedate normally, unless you're one of those crazy Russian oligarchs or an American billionaire or, or you know, a dictator, third world dictator, you might uh, behave differently. But most people behave differently in fine dining establishments than they do into, let's say, family dining or American tavern style dining. So, through the course of the day, especially for people, I used to do a lot of doubles and they would change significantly. When we, let's say we opened up around 11, we now we open around 11.30, but the people come in 11, unless you have frequent flyers that come in for their beer right at 11 when you open or when I'm setting up, most people come in, they're looking to eat, they're looking to eat something, get a jump on the lunch rush. So they come in, Sit down. They're quick. It's a quick dining experience. Every so often, you get some vacationer that just they're not in a hurry. It's a rainy day. They have no place to go. They'll just hang out. But in general, the earlier vibe is like I'm in here to eat, get sustenance, and be on the way out. Maybe exchange a little information, right? And that goes throughout the day. And you get obviously, like I said earlier, there are people that come in and they're just going to hang out. I have some of them too. People that are professional drinkers, what they, you know, that's what they do, which is fine. That doesn't, you just got to be careful, you know, how much you serve them. You got to make sure they're eating and things like that. But otherwise, that's the vibe. And you're, you're holding conversations with people like that all day. And it's generally hanging, you're hanging out with the people that's come in and dine. And I don't want to say dash because they do most of them, almost all of them pay their bill. I've had, it hasn't been a very long time since, I don't want to jinx myself, it's been a very long time since someone 
ran out on the bill. And if it's a local, it's no big deal because they always come back and pay. They have always come back and pay. I only have one white whale. I call him the white whale. And some guy on an electric uh, skateboard, one of those center skateboards where you ride, and he took off. He had a couple uh, crowns and um, a Michelob Ultra, and he just ran out on his bill. I'm still looking for the guy when he comes in. He gets to be a little grayer. He was, he was uh, about 12, 13 years younger than me, and uh, I almost caught him. I almost caught him, but he took off, you know, and it's... 15 mile per hour skateboard and actually he knew how to do it but he was quite a ways away and I almost caught, caught him when he fell off but I didn't want the show to become about that I'm getting off topic I have a tendency to do that don't I well I'm aware of it That's so that vibe in the daytime let's say it's predominantly eat and run little thing and then you start rolling in especially our place right around late late after well Mid-afternoon, 3 o'clock, you get the retirees. Um, happy hours generally came about for people that are working class. They come in after a day's work and, you, you know, they get some discounts. They have, a, you know, they're blowing off some steam. But then you get the early happy hour, and that's the people that don't necessarily have to work. And some people, they have more flexible schedules. They come in and start drinking early, and they're they're enjoying themselves. Generally, it's an upbeat atmosphere, but it is their main intention. Uh, first, let's say, is to have a drink. Second is to have conversation. Some is even. Some is more about drinking. Some is more about conversation. Uh, I'm not going to say how much is what. And they come and eat, you know, eat some snacks. And then you start getting the, the working people come rolling through. They, they start coming in around 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, our tendency, our happy hour goes 3.30 to 6.30. So right, we're at our peak right around 6 o'clock, 10 to 6, where people are just hanging out. And yesterday was Friday, and it was just balls to the wall, right? Balls to the wall, just people drinking and chatting and exchanging. They're talking about work. They're talking about uh, health gossip, relationship gossip, all different things. You know, jokes. Uh, every so often, uh, what was the new thing? The new thing, oh, I'm tired of it. You know, I'm, I'm getting tired of this. And I know probably if you're one of my regular listeners, you come in. But uh, the Bud Light controversy. Controversy. So Bud Light does a social media promotion that gets a trans person. They they make they. Put a picture of the trans person on a can, and everyone flips out. They're they're supporting trans life, you know. And I'm looking at it, and the person they're talking about kind of looks a little like not as quite a pretty uh, Audrey Hepburn kind of classic in Breakfast at Tiffany's kind of thing with the tiara and all that stuff. So uh, this Dylan, uh, I think I don't even know the last name, but I think I. I always think it's like Dylan Moroni, but I think that's an actor's name. So everyone's flipping out and, uh, you know, shooting up cans and stuff like that. And they're talking about it. And there are people that used to drink that are switching out. They're saying they don't like it. And they, I mean, at 50, well, I don't drink anymore. And 
I don't think if I was drinking, I was drinking Bud Light. I used to drink regular Budweiser or um, a Yingling or something like an IPA. I started getting the IPAs while I was still drinking. But um, Bud Light wasn't my drink of choice. I drink it. Now, for some reason, when people talk about that, this vibing thing, they, they say, uh, and now I'm going off topic, but I just wanted to mention because I was thinking about it so long, that it started getting to be like Bud Light will make you gay. And that's the whole vibe. You know, if you're drinking, you're gay, you support gay, so you're you're gay or you're trans or you're confused or something like that. Or I would just say, drink what you want and shut the F, shut the fuck up about whatever anybody else is drinking. I'm the only one that has to serve them. You don't have to comment about what someone else is drinking. So I just say, shut the fuck up. So, but when they start saying it, they start saying Bud Light, blah, blah, blah. And then when someone says, oh, you know, I don't want it to make me gay. And I go, listen, and this is what I said yesterday. I said, if drinking a bottle of Bud Light or a can of Bud Light or a draft of Bud Light will turn you gay, here's a little newsflash for you. You're probably already gay because there's nothing about beer that unless there is a secret you know in some a Wuhan lab where they're coming up with a, a new sequencing for the human genome that's going to turn you gay. Bud Light's not going to make you gay. So if you, if you are, if you're afraid of that, then you're probably ready to tip over already. And you probably have evidence of that by your browser history and things like that. If you're looking at buff firefighters and, and, you know, staring at, uh, football players that are in the hiking position and a little too long, yeah, you might have a little homosexual panic. Getting back to that happy hour thing. So in happy hour, it's a height at 6 o'clock. Everyone wants to be served. Everything's going on. You're getting phone calls. People asking, can I make a reservation? I'd like to order something. I don't want to order now. Oh, when will the dinner specials be up? The dinner specials are up. You can order right now. I'm not ready to order. I just wanted to ask. So, okay. Well, when you're ready to order, just tell me. So we get a lot of stuff and people come up and they want to talk to me. In the middle, I, I do appreciate I do appreciate everyone that's welcoming me back when they see me. I see some regulars coming in, the locals that live down here, to come and see me. They haven't seen me about six, six seven weeks since the, uh, it's about... It's about seven, seven and a half weeks since the incident. And I've been back for about two weeks, two and a half weeks. And I've been in before. But so I guess, yeah, I'm, I've been back. And but uh, when I'm in the when I'm in my vibey, got to serve everyone because it's happy hour and everyone wants to get to this kind of drink before. The nice thing about it is that I just. What I do is people say, I want another round. I want to, I don't want to. And they, at the end of happy hour, that's where like, it's the binge drinking half hour. The binge drinking between 6 and 6.30. You want to get your drinks in to save an extra buck. And I'm like, and that's what it is. It's generally a dollar off. So, if, if you know, you, I think you're doing kind of a disservice to yourself. When you, you're throwing in a couple of drinks, you just take it easy. Um, if you can't get there on time, just come in and say, listen, I just got in. It's 10 of ten minutes before the end of happy hour. Uh, I want to have two drinks, but I don't want to down my drinks. I go, I just ring up two drinks. Okay. 
So, but you're going to have to pay it, though, you know. But actually, we write it down and stuff like that. So I put a marker up. And uh, I, I don't like, I don't put two drinks. I don't like putting two drinks in front of a person. I like them to go at their own pace. Because there's, once you put two drinks in front of somebody, and that's happening the super hour vibe, uh, they are vested into having two drinks when sometimes they just want to have one drink. So, you know, that's the way you should go. So you have that, the happy hour stuff. It's loud, it's crowded, it's uh, hectic. I, um, I don't know if, why people say, oh, I love happy hour, I love the energy of happy hour and stuff like that. Well, the energy is like a, um, the happy hour energy is like a Black Friday energy at Walmart. When people come in, try to come in through, you know, get 50 people trying to come through the door at the same time, and there's a bunch of people behind. That's what this uh, happy hour vibe is. And it's it's not fun. It's frenetic. You don't really have any meaningful exchanges during that. You can have a meaningful negative exchange, but you rarely get any, well, I mean, you could. It's possible to get a meaningful positive exchange with someone, but really, can you get a qualitative ex- exchange with someone when you're on Million, I, I just people want to have a conversation in the middle of the busy uh, with me, and I say, you know what? I I kind of want to say, hey, talk amongst yourselves when you're ready to order. Tell me, but save your commentary until after happy hour, and then you have your settle, you're settling your bill and stuff like that. Now after happy hour, you have the party crowd or the dinner crowd. Depending on what you have people that come and eat, generally when they're sitting at the bar, they're both. Because if they wanted something quiet, they probably would have sat at a table. If they're alone by themselves, they kind of be 50-50. Sometimes people say, damn it, I want to eat here. There's a band going on. It's really crowded. Uh, but I'm going to do it because I'm by myself because they feel it's a little weirder to sit by, at a small two-top by themselves on a Friday night. That's where the bar's best. I try to tell my friends, I got friends that come in and they want to get like nine places at a bar and say, you know, it's a nice thing about the bar is that when someone comes in by themselves, they have a place to go and they actually have a person across from them and the person across from them is me, the bartender. It's like having a quiet person across from you. Like um, Bruce Willis in Sixth Sense. I'm not going to give it away. If you haven't, well, if you haven't seen Sixth Sense, I'm going to root for you. Bruce Willis is dead throughout the whole movie. He's dead. And it's his ghost sitting with his widowed wife. And he's wondering why they don't talk anymore. And she's, and he seems to be standoffish and aloof. It's because she doesn't realize he's there because he's dead. So that's what I'm like with people, except every so often I give a little nudge by making a drink, listening to them and getting, getting a message and stuff like that. But sometimes people think, why is this guy not paying attention to me? So that's, a, that's you know, the, di- the, the dinner vibe on the weekends is different from the dinner vibe on the weekdays. It's like Friday and Saturday, 7 o'clock. We got the bands playing inside. It's loud. It's raucous. People are having a good time. Generally, most of them are a couple, you know, 7, 7.30. Most people are a couple drinks in. You know, every so often you have people like me to come in there. Generally, you should have an elevated mood if you go out to a place with entertainment, right? Not too depressing. Every so often we do get that. But that's unusual 
So it's never like that. And coming out of happy hour for me, I may sound like a stern. I'm like, oh, God, it's just the one part of the job I really don't like. And it's not the people. It is not the people. It's the atmosphere of being frenetic. Uh, Drink, 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 drink. Pay the bill. I want to get out of here. Now, at the end of happy hour, you know. So uh, that's the only thing. I love the people. It's just just the pacing of it. And the pacing gets, even though it's busier afterwards a lot of times, because, you know, then you have the 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. You got everybody coming in. Everybody and their sister. The only one who... Um, we have people that come in. A gentleman asked me yesterday, I said, do I need, are you the kind of place that needs a reservation? No, you don't need a reservation. We noticed that we get a lot of Google uh, Assistant uh, reservations now, and they hardly ever come in. It's like they just call around and get reservations. Well, they call us. We write down the reservation. We tape it up in our waitress station. But there's, you know, we, we, we go and look at it. If it's a 12 top, we'll make sure about that, that we may call them back, get their number, call them back, are you coming in? We'll set up the table. But otherwise, if it's less than six people, we'll just, you know, there's always a place to put them. And that's just one of the busiest of nights and say, listen, we're very busy. Yes, we did take a reservation, but, you know, we don't you know. But it's never really been a problem. But the thing about it, once again, another secret for the business. Everyone wants to eat at 7, 7.30. Down here, at least. You go to other places up north. I remember my father. As you get older, the eating time, people said, well, I, I like to eat around 5.30, 6 o'clock. I like eating around 6 o'clock. You know, I guess I'm getting a little older. But that's the dinner crowd. Dinner crowd on a weekend night is different from a week dinner crowd on a weeknight. It's just uh, a weeknight. It's more of a, and especially I'm talking about a family place versus high, di- um, you know, haute cuisine, high dining. And not dining while you're high. But it's a little more sedate, a little more quiet, you know, depending on the energy of your table that you get. And you roll through that and it tapers off. It's very busy. It's very friendly. People go, oh, wait, when's my calamari coming? When's it, when's the, uh, When's my fish? I'm getting uh, pan sautéed sewn with the little capers. Oh, that's piccata. I'm getting that. Blah, 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 blah. Or should I get dessert? I like to really get dessert. What are desserts made in-house? Blah, 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 blah. That's the whole thing. A lot of information, bigger table, a little more energy. But that's dinner. And then it starts trailing off. Now, last night was unique. It was so busy for me that and maybe I'm just out of habit. You know, out of habit, I'm not really back to my pacing. We got my brand new cooler in and all this stuff. And it took me forever, forever to get back into rhythm. Even though I think I'm pretty good at it. Better than average, let's say. But then again, that could be one of the skewed, I may be skewed with self-confidence. And say, people may looking at this, say, this man, this bartender doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Okay, well. That's the way it goes and starts trailing off and stuff like that. And I start slowing down and start getting, and that's when I get in my conversation. The rest of the people that are having a good time. Some of the people more liquored up than others. Luckily, we didn't have that last night because I always keep an eye for that. But then you have it, the, and then you start having a trailing off the vibe, and that's the emptying out. 
the emptying out of the place and it's slow and you start leaving and then you start having a couple people left over. And there are people that just want to sit quiet. Sometimes they want to talk with you. I had my friend last night, had Carlos there last night. Mark, Mark was leaving. Nice guy. I'm sure he wouldn't mind uh, me mentioning him. Mark from New York. He was uh, just hanging out. He was leave- He's leaving for the season on Sunday. And he, he seemed a little sad. I'd like to say goodbye to him. He's a great guy. I enjoy his company. Um, got that. New Yorker attitude. For some reason, I get along with New Yorkers and people from Boston. And, uh, and, and so even though we're supposedly, you know, everyone say, oh, you're from Philly. You're from New York. You're from Boston. I get along great with those people. Um, not that I don't get along with other people. It's just a different way we go about talking to each other. Like we're not immune to insulting each other and not getting our feelings hurt. That's just East Coast thing. Sometimes people, and you know, in the Deep South, they do that too sometimes, but it's a different type of needling, right? Well, and you go through these changes in one day, and you kind of almost have to up it. Like when I'm in, I keep my head down during happy hour, I'm just kicking out, kicking in, I'm getting warmed out, warmed up in the beginning of the day. I'm really cranking it out, really during dinner hour for the next hour and a half after that. And then it starts tapering off the last half hour. And then I get like returning to my regular pace. And that's the change of vibes. You got them in there. And the least, like I said, in family, family dining or more, you know, not, like I said, it doesn't necessarily hot, apply to high dining. High dining, you should never feel rushed. Fine dining. Never feel rushed. It always should be impeccable. Um, never look, it should look effortless. And it should look precise. But what we're doing, you're supposed to be fast, quality, and congenial. So, and you can be familiar, but you don't really want to be familiar when you're doing um, fine dining. Or too familiar, depending on what the place is supposed to be. Like I said, there's a restaurant called Dick's. I don't know if it's still around, but they were famous for treating people like shit. Okay, I'll wrap that up now. Uh, I I mentioned a lot of my episodes that you should always try to expand your horizons when you're doing something in life in general. And down here in the Keys, I guess, you know, there's a lot of things I can do to expand my horizons. I can learn how to do, I, I, I guess this year I'm going to probably do scuba diving, probably try to do a little, maybe a little uh, sailboarding, a little paddle boarding, learn how to drive a motorboat. Because I did do sailboats for a while. It's been years. It's been almost 40 years since I did uh, was on a sailboat for any length of time. But that's expanding. But for me right now, because I am recovering from my incident, I wanted to do something. I, I, I started transitioning to the, what I was eating and how I worked out. I started doing cardio, you know, pushing the envelope a little, keeping it under safe guidelines, trying to keep a uniform application of cardio. And then I say, what would be a good addition to that? And my wife was telling me about this yoga class on Saturday morning, 8.30, which is no problem for me, no matter how late I'm out, I'm working. Last night I got home around 12. Oh, got to bed a little after 12. Um, that I could get up, no problem, and, and go and do it. I get, usually get out, I need about an hour and 15 minutes to get myself together. And I went and 
to the yoga class. And unfortunately, I knew more than a few people in the yoga class because it's a small, small island. And the fit community is a subset of people also. So I've seen that. So I know these people from other places. And it's, you know, yoga is anything. You can say a lot about yoga. It definitely is welcoming. They're welcoming and it's a calm thing and they're always precise and careful about the language they use. So I'm fine with that. I've been in classes where I haven't uh, known anything. I remember years ago, years ago, it must have been in the mid to early 80s, I was dating a woman who was an aerobics instructor. With They did the big rubber bands. I think they may have had the balls then or something. The balls. When I say balls, I mean the big inflatable fitness balls. It's like a you find them in the, in the toy section. But you have those. And I went and took a class. And there was very little instruction. And all that uh, aerobics instructor um, could do was a show. See, you don't know how to do this. And we're gonna, not going to slow down. We're just going to go ahead. And you're going to have to try to catch up. And I tried to catch up and stuff like that. And since I was the only guy there, I didn't feel so bad because I was just being an embarrassment to myself. Saying, yeah, girls, you can do a lot better than me. Blah, 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 blah. I wasn't insulted. I wasn't insulted also. But I was also not motivated to return. And that could have been for several reasons. But yoga, I knew for years. I knew for years yoga would be a good thing for me. A little calmness, a little uh, paying attention to your physical state, your presence, your state of mind, and f- also flexibility. I have a enormous problem with tightness in um, my muscles and my hips. And uh, not so bad as my lower back, but my hips are incredibly tight. So I have a hard time getting in certain positions there and stuff like that. that. And I had taken stretch classes and Pilates, and a lot of times they kind of do a pseudo. Some of the movements are somewhat adapted from those. And definitely the stretch class they use, the stretch class, it was almost all yoga poses and stuff like that. I didn't realize it at the time. I didn't realize it at the time because I went to a stretch class about maybe 20 times by one of my instructors at the place at work. Uh, and uh, my wife encouraged me to go. And this was like pre-COVID. I think maybe pre-COVID. If I remember, Cafe, or maybe, yeah, it was pre-COVID. And they would do these poses and they, they were difficult. And I realized, you realize how tight you are and how, but I felt better after that. Anytime I do something and it like a exercise regimen or anything like that, I feel better, not just physically, but mentally, because there's a mental component about almost everything we do after we do it. If you do have a gut feeling that something didn't work for you, that's something you should take into consideration. But for me, it was definitely, at the end, it was very difficult. I was using, instead of relaxing, I was using my strength to hold me up. And I'm not quite as strong as I used to be, but I am, I'm, I'm, I mean, they, I don't know if they were being kind or saying, oh, you're very strong. And I'm like, oh, you're a big boy. You're a strong boy. No, 
Okay, they say you're very strong, but you know you're a little flexible. You could do this, you don't have to do that. And I said, well, listen, and and I, as you could probably tell, I have a hard time not hearing. So I apologize for I say, excuse me one moment. I just want you to know, I am here to seek an improvement in those things that you think that I shouldn't have to do because I want to do them because I want that's the area I want to improve. Because I know how to meditate already. I can do the meditation, but what I want to do is the physical part as well as I can. Obviously, I'm not going to be able to do that. One of the instructors came up. Um, I knew her from uh, she and her husband coming to the uh, a catch regularly, and she became a yoga instructor. And I knew the gentleman who was leading the class too. And she said, you know, uh, she was mentioning someone, they were mentioning someone else, and they're going, oh, they're not very flexible, blah, 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 and they're not very, and she goes, I have a, and she says, some, I have a very hard time touching my toes, though, I'm flexible in other parts, and I go, well, um, I'm looking, I would like to become more flexible, I think that's kind of like a thing, if you get older, you know, you may not be a good idea to be an ultra marathoner, but it could be a good idea to try to be as flexible as you can. And I always had this crazy idea and say, well, I don't think it's a crazy idea. I think it's something I really understand. The one thing when people parody uh, older people as they age is them making noises when they go down and do things. I noticed about six years ago, was it maybe? Well, no, during COVID or... I had a hard time tying my shoes. Getting down to tie my shoes, it was a combination of my back and my belly getting in the way. Even though I didn't have a big belly, but you know, you store fat there, it's hard to, it's like folding a bowling ball. It's hard to do. And so I wanted it, the movements to aid my, not only daily living, but also when I'm at work. And I know when I'm more flexible, it makes it more or less likely a fall, balance, uh, mental acuity, all those things. All those things. I think breathing and movement and exercise aid in those things. So I really, I really like that. And I know after a while, I'm going to have to get to the thing where so when they're talking about something, this movement, that movement. I understand. I finally realized what downward dog is, upward dog, um, cat, cow, I think arching cow, arching cat, whatever, something like that. I'm starting to get that. I do get that. When they say, as soon as movie, they just, and you know, I imagine just like I'm a spin instructor, if you go long enough, that it's something you might be able to do on your own. I don't want to say that. I don't want to piss off any of my yoga instructors out there. But I do notice that in spin. When I'm doing my spin, I come up with, since I've been making my recovery, I've been doing uh, just by myself. I've been listening to music. I'm thinking about the movements I want to do during the certain music that I'm incorporating in my class. And I go and do it in the pacing that I would introduce in the class at the resistance level I would do it. So all those things. Uh, but at the end of it, it was funny. I was just waiting for it. And I was waiting for, uh, you know, the, thing, the, the quintessential part you say at the end of yoga. And if you are familiar with that, it was do, 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 little humming, blah, blah, blah. And then they go, namaste. Which is namaste is, uh, what's it? 
my the light in my soul recognizes light in your soul. Something similar to that. Hindu, it's Hindi, Hindi actually. Uh, Hindus and ethnicity and Hindi is the language. But um, so I went, you know, I waited for that and I go, oh, well, there you go. And, you know, kind of, it wasn't a letdown. It's just that I was working out. And at the end, I just said, I finished. I finished. I didn't know how much time. I'm glad I didn't look at my watch. I had my watch on set to uh, whatever the yoga app was on my fitness watch. Um, so I felt great accomplishment. I did it. And I said, I know that accomplishment means nothing unless I followed up with another class, another class, another class until I become, I wouldn't say adept, at least to becoming a novice. I would like to do that. I would really like to do that. And, uh, but I called my sister after that. And she goes, oh, this, you know, asshole's calling. You know, we do have this greeting. We're very warm to each other. And we, it was, it was meant it's a joke. And, but she didn't, she got me first. All I wanted to say was, namaste, bitches. I think that would be great in a yoga class. I don't think that would work. You know, the rock and roll. There's probably a rock and roll yoga, yoga studio where I bet someone has one called, this is the namaste, bitches. Uh, whatever. It'd be great. Okay, well, this is Jim the Keys bartender. Uh, and I want to thank you for listening. And... What I have to say, just think about it. Namaste or namaste, bitches. Talk to you later. Bye.